and welcome to The Truth Will Not Be Silenced, the show that allows people to be seen, to be heard, and to be human. I'm your host, Melissa Woodfork-White. In today's episode, we will talk about love music, Mellow File, with Ian Smith. Sharing our stories allows us to be seen, to be heard, and to be human. There will be a special surprise at the end of the show. Be sure to listen all the way through for the details. Our special guest today is Ian Smith. He is an international professional disc jockey, wedding host, radio presenter, event organizer, and former recording artist. Yes, you heard me, former recording artist. He has three radio shows. One is weekly every Thursday and Northwest England-based. Two are bi-monthly every other Saturday and based in London. And the third is weekly every Saturday and based in the United States Midwest. Ian loves music and his love and his music empowers people from all walks of life to be free and happy. He is known as Bass Zone. Ian is currently completing a degree in journalism and broadcasting. He is a loving brother and uncle. Ian is gonna share with us about love music, Mellophile. Hi, Ian. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining us today. Hi, Melissa. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Uh, when, I, when I heard the description, I was thinking, is that me? <laughs> yes, that is all you, man. Decades, decades of you. So let's go ahead and jump right in. When did you first fall in love with music? I would say from the first time I heard music. So my mother used to, used to have a radio drum when I was a child. And she used to have a collection of 70s records that she used to play all the time. Uh, now, I'm from a, a Caribbean background, so my mother's from Jamaica, my father's from Jamaica as well. So uh, they used to listen to a lot of uh, a lot of blues and rock and roll, believe it or not. So my first memories of music uh, take me back to like Clarence Frogman Henry, Fast Domino, uh, Sam Cooke. Um, those are the people that I, I, they introduced me to music and I used to love listening to music all the time. So that's my first introduction of music. And then as I got a bit older, uh, I was introduced to, I've got older brothers and sisters like who were like six, seven, eight years older than me. Yeah. And they were listening to completely different music to my to my mother. So I was like, oh, what, what are they listening to? So they were they grew, they were listening to like Chic and Tavares and, and all, all the like, uh, you know, 70s soul and jazz funk and Brit funk. So I, I, had, I had a really, and then obviously some of them went to reggae as well. So Bob Marley, I also, there's a ska yes. connection when I was younger, so like Scar came to, so I remember listening to My Boy, Lola, My Boy, Lollipop by uh, um, by Millie, um, The Israelites by uh, Desmond Decker. Uh, yeah, so I, I listened to quite a quite a collection of of like black music. So not just not just like blues, blues, rock and roll, yes. ska, reggae, and then soul, and then funk, and then jazz funk, and and yeah, and it's all started from there, really. Awesome. So growing up. In my household, we look at, we listen to Motown. Yeah. And so we grew up with that Smokey Robinson, the Ray Charles, the um oh my gosh, it's like right there. Yeah, James Ray Brown, Charles. James Brown, man, James, James um, yeah, Brown, yeah. yes, and the Supremes, the Jackson yeah. Five. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes, yes, that is like so awesome. Oh, and those, I know you're oh, familiar with Soul the Soul. 
Absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, my goodness. I'm not even going to even, you know, try. But when we were growing up, it, I was in high school when Soul to Soul came out. And yeah. so we would do each one of the parts, Ian. Please tell me you guys used to do stuff like this. We would sing each one of the parts. How do you want me? How, how? It, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then do the little dances that go along with it. I know you're guilty. I joke about that in my shows every week when I play certain tracks from the vault. I say, we used to do these things, and I'm sure you used to do the same thing. So I'm really happy to hear that I'm not alone in this and that me and my friends aren't alone. We used to do exactly what you're talking about. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> awesome. So tell us, how did you become an international professional DJ? It's a long story. So... I started out becoming a DJ was an accident for me because I was an I was a, an artist before. Wow! I was, so yes. I, I sort of I was like completely immersed in music, and I left home at eighteen and I moved to the big city, which is like Manchester. I lived in I was born up in, born and raised in Bolton in the UK, which is like the biggest town in England, and then I moved to to, to Manchester, which is like our second or third major city because in Bolton I found that. Where, where I was at musically, I wasn't finding anybody like me who was into what I was into and mm -hmm. wanted to do what I wanted to do. So I made a big, bold move. I got a job, moved, uh, got a job in Manchester, then moved to Manchester, and then started to explore the music scene. And I was really lucky that when I landed in Manchester, it, there, was a, there, was, there was a change going on. With, there was a, a, a changing of the guard. So okay. we, we kind of coming out of sort of like the, the funk, uh, sort of like back end of, just funk and disco era to a mm -hmm. like R and B sort of hip hop and hip hop was changing quite a bit at the time as well. Hip hop and R and B were very close together at the time, um, and there was lots of crossover. Um, and there was like one se section of DJs that were very old school and believed that that soul was soul uh, and, and R and B was R and B, and they, they they stuck together. And then there was a new collective of guys around my age who were like. Yeah, I grew up listening to that, but I'm into this and I don't see why I, we can't play the two together and why we can't yeah. use the two together in ways as well. And I like to know the secret. Obviously, growing up in the UK, um, a lot of my a lot of my experiences like with music were very American influenced. A lot of the bands I used to watch and, and a lot of the, 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 the artists we used to see, like on top of the pops and, and, and on shows, were for all the for from, from the USA. So we used to see like, you know, the drifters. Um, when I was growing up as a, as a child, that used to spend all sorts of mm -hmm. stuff. And then later on, like Shalomar. Yeah, Marvin Gaye, all those guys, you know, Diana Ross. Al Green. <laughs> yeah, Jacksons, we used to see a lot of them. Yes. So it wasn't a lot of that stuff. So I couldn't understand why, why there was like this, like the older guys were like, we only play that and we don't like the new stuff. And, and then they were like, why are, they, why are these young guys trying to play all that new rubbish with all this, with all the classic stuff? And so I, I was in the middle, I was like, I like I like that and it's influenced me and I love what what these new guys are doing and I I want to I want to do both mm -hmm. and then the other thing as well that we uh, I, I was uh, madly influenced by by the hip hop culture so Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five uh, they oh came my from, yes uh, you talk in my language yeah, yeah. <laughs> where we, like came through as I was as I was growing up as well so I was I was quite into that hip hop thing as well and electro I loved all the Breakdance and the body popping, so Africa Bombata. Crystal Borders. Yeah, all of that type of stuff. <laughs> well, so I, I was really immersed in it. Yeah, so by the time when I moved to Manchester, it's a big city now, and I, I met other guys my age, and I found that there were clubs 
that were, that were full of people my age listening to all this fusion of music. I was in heaven. I, I, oh my goodness. It was, a, it was a great time to be around. So I started to go out uh, to these clubs and, and to make some connection, music connections mm-hmm. and discovered, discovered DJs in there using like two separate turntables with mm-hmm. a mixer, like I'd seen on the videos, the hip hop yes. videos, videos from the States. And I'd never seen that before where I was from. The, 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 you know, the, the, play, the few places I've been to, it was like all built-in stuff and you couldn't do very much with it. But these guys did two separate 12 tens and mixer and they were doing the, they were doing all sorts. They were really skilled with scratching, cutting. They could do things with their elbows and, and the wrists and, and honestly the forearm. They were doing all sorts of stuff. And then what I found most amazing was they didn't just play one record and let the other record finish. They were mm-hmm. able to mix records and create new songs like like what we call in mashups. I just, I remember witnessing that, that for the first time live, someone playing a break beat and then a, an acapella or something. And, and you're like, oh my God, how are you doing that? And it was just, it just blew my yes. head off. Yes, amazing. Off. Yes. I was like, oh my goodness. So I was learning to play bass guitar at the time because mm-hmm. I needed an outlet for all this creative energy I had. Uh, and then I, I started, so then I went and I was like, oh my God, so you, you can actually make music with two records now as well. Um, and drop things with records. So I, I got into, anyway, I was really lucky. I, I, I happened to come across a collective of guys called mm-hmm. Manchester. And they were, they were really focused on bringing this new format to everybody. And they, 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 they did a, a mass, this um, a, a humongous sound system. That's the biggest thing I've ever seen. And the bass used to like tear your chest out, but it sounded amazing. Um, okay, so what was the name of the group? Uh, Soul Control. And is uh, this how you got your <laughs> name based on? Absolutely. So uh, I used to, I became, a, I used to rap um, as well. So because of Oh the, my goodness. Now, you know, I did not know that about you. I yeah. did not. I just learned yeah. that about you. Right, sorry. So are you going to drop I, us? Are you going to drop us some bars? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you know, I had to ask because I was like, I just learned okay. something new about you. What? I used to, yeah, I used to rap. Yeah, um, and not just not just rap. I, I it was I used to do gospel rap. This is back in '87, uh, and it was it was like you you rapping, you doing. That was before it became the phenomenon that it is today. Absolutely, absolutely. So I was. That is uh, amazing, I, Ian. I was I was uh, I was finding break beats and 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 uh, and like instrumentals and doing and making and making raps and rapping over those. So. Uh, these guys who are called Soul Control were also looking for new talent to try and, you know, showcase with what they were doing. And I happened to be there on an open mic night and some uh, somebody passed me the mic. I got them to put some breakfast on and I did a, I did a gospel rap. It tore there. They were like, oh my, they, they couldn't believe that someone was <laughs> rapping over that stuff and it was gospel. And a lot of, a lot of us are from a church background, it, you know, so the, the, I instantly had a report and they were like, oh my God, that's amazing. Um, I have to ask you, where can we listen to your record as an artist? Where can we find it? As a, my right, I, I am. Yes, you're recording. You're recording. Where can we find it? Like I know from listening to your radio shows and so forth. Yeah. But where can our audience listen to it? Right. So um, we have uh, my band is on YouTube, um, and it's called my band is called Three Flow. So if you if you go onto YouTube and type in three and then F L O W three flow and sending out is the single that we released um, and I rap on that as well 
that's the only thing that you that, that I've got re- <laughs> got recorded when we were rapping on it. A lot of people were surprised when they heard it rap. They, 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 until, oh they saw the video, until they saw the video, they didn't realize I was rapping. They thought I just sang in it, and, and I got I, some of the best bit of rap. I am look, you 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 got me off guard. I'm definitely gonna um listen to that after our show. I'm definitely gonna go because I am like in like awe uh, that you were like, yeah, I did rap and it was gospel rap. And that was be oh my gosh. For all we know, you're one of the pioneers of gospel rap. Probably. Probably. From, from in the beginning, because that was long before it became you are about 10 years before we even got even introduced to the concept of gospel rap. You know, yeah. they were still frowning down on it. You know, it was all about the whinings and um, Shirley Caesar, and they wasn't trying to hear that. But then in order to bridge what you talked about earlier, yeah. when you fell in love with music, yeah. about bridging the gap and bringing everything together, they eventually realized that with that gospel rap, they're going to have to bring their generation and the younger generation together and formulate something that's so powerful. Thank and you. so that's what eventually happened. And yeah. so yeah, I'm gonna go. Oh yeah, I'm gonna have to go back. I'm gonna have yeah. to go and listen to yeah, that. I was always, I was always, I was always about trying to reach different people. You know, how do reach? Yes. Different, um, and a lot of people didn't understand it and just thought I was an endless, a little bit, a little bit of a demon. Thinking, why are you trying to introduce that? We don't. But we when don't... I listen to your music, I I feel that yeah. it's not just for a certain genre, a certain generation, a certain. I mean, it's your music is really for everybody. And yeah. I'm like, you can't help but move, whether you know the words or not, and you know, just happy dance. And so, and even when you play the slow, when you mix that slow stuff up, who ain't gonna yeah. fall in love and go make a baby? Yeah, and I just think, I just think music's a, a very inclusive phenomenon. That's what it's it's made to communicate with everybody in different ways. And yeah, sometimes we we're really stupid with it, with restricting. Oh, I, I don't play this and I don't like that and whatever. But no, I I. I really embrace the, the, the genre of music um, and try and play as much as I can in the time that I have whenever I'm out there. But yeah, the, but the, yeah, that's so, my, sorry, my name, let me go back to the bass something. So the, I, got, <laughs> I got the moniker bass song because mm-hmm. of my, when I used to rap, I, I, I have a deep talking voice and I've rapped in a deep voice as well, which was very unusual at the time. So mm-hmm. I said, no one raps. Like, oh God, it's really deep. So, so that was noticed. And then I'm from a church background, so I used to sing bass on the choir. So, so I've had a, so that was so I was like, well, I used to sing bass in the choir. That's my voice is deep as well. Mm-hmm. And, I, and then I was learning bass guitar, so a lot of the stuff I was working with always started from a bass line. So they were like, you just a, you're like a bass zone, aren't you? Everything's like, everything. Yes. Bass and you're really deep, and I was like, okay, I, I, oh, okay, go with that. So they called me, so I, I, I got the name bass zone. Uh, and I was I was known originally as MC Bass Zone because I used to oh, okay. I used to rap and MC over stuff with, with mm-hmm. the collective of guys I was with. Um, and then eventually, and then eventually, I was like, well, everyone knows you're an MC, so it's just you know what I mean. People just it's just Bass Zone now. Uh, and then with the introduction of social media mm-hmm. later on down the line, we realized a lot of people that I, I had a lot of new people that discovered me, and a lot and a lot of the old people that that knew me as Bass Zone didn't actually know I was called Ian at all. Or Ian Smith at all. They just right, because then you put, it was Ian yeah. based on Smith. So, so when I went to social media, I, I had to incorporate it so that my old crew that I, I lost contact with uh, could find me on there. As, oh, based on, right. And they're like, what do you know it's called Ian? I didn't know it's called oh, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know. And then the new guys were like, what's the based on about? I'm like, oh, it's a love story. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> that is so awesome. You know you have to tell us about your three radio stations. Right. So, yeah. So radio-wise, I used to do uh, a lot of radio back in the 90s um, in Manchester. Um, so I started out originally on a station called Soul Nation, mm -hmm. uh, which was run by one of the guys uh, who I joined in the collective when I first moved to Manchester. Uh, and that uh, that became like, I think it was one of the fourth, I think it was the fourth most listened to station at the time it was out in, in like the whole of the Northwest region. Nice. Uh, I started uh, doing a, a graveyard show on a Saturday night, which is really lively and, and obviously really inclusive musically. Um, I, I, I attracted the attention of some of the big wigs in the station and sort of said, you're wasting Saturday night. We need to get your main, like, you know what I mean, during like, a, you know, the main section. Mm -hmm. But I was working at the time, so the only time I could do was like an early morning breakfast show before Right, because I was about to say, you know. So, to an early morning breakfast show, and I used, I used to wake up Manchester, and it used to be, yeah, we used to have some amazing time. Nice. So tell us how you did that, because before you decided to do full professional DJ, you let our, let our audience know, you know, you worked a job full time while you were pursuing your dream. Absolutely. So, yeah, I had a full time job. I worked in retail for many years. And and I saved up, um, I saved up money, bought my, bought myself some turntables and a mixer and some speakers, um, converted a little room in, in my uh, in my flat into like a little studio so I could go in there and practice and stuff. Um, then I then I started to do. It took me a while. I have to be honest with you, the mixing thing was I found really difficult to do at first. It took me, oh my god, it must have taken me about about six seven months to master mixing. It's like mm -hmm. some some nights I get after work. Wait, um, you taught yourself how to do this, and by yeah. watching other DJs. Yeah, yeah. So no, no formal training. You were like, no, I'm just going all in. I'm gonna learn how to do it from the professionals, and I'm gonna. Absolutely. Oh yeah, my so, goodness, yeah, that's so amazing. I used to go to events, and I and always and I watch what they're doing. I'm like, right, okay, I, I can. I'm gonna I'm gonna learn that. So yeah, went home. Took me took me several months until until I I, I, I worked out the formula. I'm like, right, that's the formula. Let me try this record with this record and it mixed. I'm like, okay, let's try a different genre. Let's try this one with this one and it mixed. I'm like, okay, brilliant. Let's do cross genre. So let's let's have like something like rocky and something housey and let's see if I can do that. And it mixed and it's like, okay, let's try some hip hop um, with something like on a on a sofa house tip. And I managed to, and I was like, okay, and I mixed. I'm like, right, I can mix. So after wow. <laughs> I did all the courses and like realized what I could mix, I then started to put out mixtapes everywhere. So I used to I used to give them to like oh, friends, yeah. and their friends actually friends. With those mixtapes, those underground. Yeah, and, and then I had friends who, who used to drive taxis all day, and they were like, "Oh, the radio's rubbish. Um, do have you got any mixtapes?" So, so I started to supply all these taxi drivers with mixtapes, and everyone would get them in the car and said. Oh my God, the music in your car is amazing. I want you to, I'm going to call you all the time to take me because you've got the coolest music. So I, so I, I used to supply these taxi drivers. Some of the taxi drivers knew people that that, that had clothes shops like in the center of where I lived in, in, in where I moved to Bury. So I ended up, I used to supply lots of clothes shops in Bury with like cool R&B, hip hop tapes. So when people were shopping, they were listening to your music. Yeah, and they didn't realize oh it. Oh my goodness. So so all of a sudden, like I had, this, I had this network of people I used to supply mixtapes mix to, and then I was like, right, okay, so people know what I can do and they like it. I need to find, like, uh, I need to start doing events. I want to get out there and you know play what the people like. So uh, I joined up with another friend of mine, new friend of mine that, that we got talking to at a party, uh, and it turns out he used to collect records like I did, 
Um, and we've a similar type of thing, but he haven't really thought about taking it out to the public, you know, putting it out. I'm like, no, we need to do this. I need to do it. You need to do it. Let's do it together. Um, so we got together, went to approached some venues, and we got like a we got a Monday night in a in a local pub uh, in the centre of Bury. Um, invited lots of people we knew and all the people actually did the mixtapes for stuff, and they yeah. came out and, and they started from there. They had a great night. They're like, yeah, you need to do this all the time. So we we got a residency there every Monday. And eventually we found another residence somewhere else on a Thursday mm-hmm. until eventually we were able to get Saturday nights in places and it's all, yeah, and we just carried on from there really. Awesome. Oh my gosh. I'm still mooning over the part where you're like, yeah, I did gospel rap long before it was gospel rap. And yeah, you were good. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I absolutely love your love of music. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I, so I was going to say, and I, I, I love when I listen to some of like some of the new gospel rap now and the, and the new contemporary gospel stuff. And like, this is where I you know, I love that that we got there, and and you know, this is where we're at now. So sorry, yeah. Yes, it's amazing. So, tell us how does sharing your story today help others, and what it is that you're currently doing. So I am uh, I'm currently um, doing a degree in broadcasting and journalism. So I've been a DJ for three decades now, really, um, and professionally because I, I do I now do it as, as a full time job. Uh, it's my main source of income. So I do corporate work, I do um, weddings, and I do private functions as well. Um, and then radio wise, I, I got back into radio uh, mm-hmm. about three years ago. I started on Halton Radio, which is based uh, in Bolton in my hometown. Um, on a Thursday night, and to, uh, doing a, a soul and R and B show, a classic and you know new and classic soul, um, and and from there, yeah, uh, it, it really really picked up. I, I, to be honest with you as well, I have to be persuaded because I'm really busy, and I just yes, couldn't... you are. I'm so glad that I was able to get you on my show. You are. Yeah. Uh, I didn't think I had the time, but I was persuaded by some really really good friends. So I said, you know, I, so sorry, actually. I got onto the station because uh, somebody invited me on the station mm-hmm. to talk about my love of music and to pick like 10 records that uh, influenced me somehow throughout my childhood and adulthood, which was really, which was really, really testing. It was really hard to do that. So I listened to so much music and I was able to do that. Um, and I, I went on this show on, on, on the station that I'm on now and the presenter said to me, your selection of music was amazing. Uh, you, you speak really well. You sound like you're, you're really knowledgeable. It's like you don't just listen to it. You're going to sit here like a DJ and it's like, oh my God, yeah, we need to get on the station. So it, he started like a bit of a, a bit of a silent whispering campaign. He knew friends of mine as well. And they all started whispering to me saying, yeah, we'll listen to that show. It's really good. We think you need your own show. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that is so amazing. And I think the one thing that amazes me how you've been a DJ professional disc jockey for over three decades and you're like okay I'm gonna go ahead and get my degree in broadcasting and journalism I'm, I'm like if that's not helping somebody it's helping yeah. me because I'm like you're it's never too late there's not a time date or whatever on you um pursuing your dream and um doing it on a mass level that is amazing I commend you that is so awesome and you need to let us know when your graduation is because we want to be there virtually if we can't be there in person uh, I'll definitely, I'll definitely let you know. Uh, it was a real, to be honest with you, it was a really daunting um, decision to to get into studying and stuff mm-hmm. after, after just 
doing it off the cuff for so long. But I decided, seeing as I was, I, I went down a professional route and I gave everything else up to do this because I've always done this as a sideline. Uh, it'd be nice to do it professionally um, and be able to, you know, have the have the necessary, you know, letters after my name or qualifications to show that I've not just got the, you know, the experience. Yes. I've got the actual technical know-how as well. So yes, yeah. that is amazing. So Ian, tell our audience how they can book you, they can come see you, they can to your events, your social media, how they can listen to your radio stations. Let us have it. Right. So um, we've just set up a brand new website, uh, myself and uh, DJ Rooms, who, who I do smooth up and sold events with. So you can get, you can find out most information about me at www.smoothurbansoul.co.uk. Um, on on our website, there is information about the three radio, the three radio shows that I do. So the first one being every Thursday, you can join me on Halfen Radio. Uh, that's over here in the northwest of England, um, and that's six till nine pm UK time. Uh, then every other Saturday, you can join me on Soul Groove Radio, which is based in London, and that's from. Uh, 8 until 10 p.m. UK time. And then recently, this very recently in the last few weeks, I've just uh, been picked up by an American station, uh, which is called Rhythm Flight Radio, and that's based in the Midwest. So is that, I think that's, Missouri, is it Missouri? Is, that the, is it Missouri? Yeah, it's that's the Midwest, the Midwest. yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, it's in the Midwest, um, and that's called Rhythm Flight Radio, and I do a, a slot on there, 4 till 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Yeah, so Central there. Standard Time. You got it. Still getting used to the American time zones. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Seven, four to seven says Central Standard Time, and which is which is ten to one a.m. Uh, UK time, ten p.m. to one a.m. in the morning. So yeah, so and I have to say, I'm having the time of my life. Um, I'm doing what I really love. Uh, I'm sharing my love of music with everybody, uh, and I've been getting lots of love back as well. So it's it's win-win. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate all of your knowledge, your experience, everything. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to be on my show. I really appreciate you. Listen, I, I can't thank you enough for inviting me on and actually giving me a platform to talk about me because I'm always interviewing guests and artists and I want to know all about them. So it's nice that somebody wants to know a bit about me. Yes. Next week, we'll continue to discuss and have conversations about real experiences, stories that need to be shared, seen, and heard that makes us human. The truth will not be silenced. To be seen, to be heard, to be human. The surprise, if you like and leave a positive comment about this show, you will get a shout out. This includes businesses, products, services, organizations, and events. Follow the link in our show. Let's bus sprout. No, let's bus sprout. No, we sent you and help support our show. Buzzsprout is the best way to launch a professional podcast. Want to ask a question, be a guest of subscribe to this podcast. The truth will not be silent. Click on the show link. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's been a real pleasure, Melissa. Thank you.